Something that has come across our desk that shares our motivation for growing the West Australian racing industry is the Horse Racing League, Terry. So both of us have decided to get behind this concept. And uh, as such, we've invited the WA Black Arts Ambassador, Britt Taylor, back to the show. Brittany Taylor, welcome back to the 1-1. Hello, boys. I still do have a bone to pick from the last time I was on. Terry still hasn't come and done the yard. I've just been waiting for the invite, Brittany. <laughs> hey, you said you're a man of your word and the bet's a bet. You lost the bet and it's time to uh, – the, the, the manure is waiting for you. Yeah, it certainly is. a bit stiff that day, though. Don't you feel sorry for me? The dig deep sort of got chopped out at the 200. I thought there might have nope. been uh, some type of uh, something in the contract there. But, no, we'll sign it up. Uh, how long have I been saying this for? About three months now, four months now. We'll sign it up very shortly. And BJ and myself will get along to do a podcast with uh, with Team Taylor. Every time I walk past your dad at the races, I'm too scared to get anywhere near him because I know he's going to say something about it. So um, <laughs> we'll have it in the calendar in the next couple of months. What do you absolutely, reckon, BJ? Absolutely. He, BJ said he's going to come down and help me out. As well, actually. All right, done deal. Don't want to get my hands too dirty. <laughs> so, Britt, uh, the WA Black Arts is, uh, I, I guess, the the WA arm of the Horse Racing League. You are the ambassador. You are leading the charge in getting people involved in this concept. Uh, how about you outline to our listeners exactly why you are involved and and um, what the concept is and uh, what we're trying to achieve. Well, I guess basically for me, it's just sort of like how you outlined is that when you have a passion for this sport, you want to see it grow and you want to see it be shared to as many people as possible. And uh, I think this is a a really nice way to do that from an introductory sort of level with my involvement with owners only. I deal with a lot of people who are really, really interested in getting into ownership. And for some of those people, it's just a little bit out of reach for whatever reason, um, they might just not be in the financial position to go ahead and buy a 5 or 10% share. So this is an opportunity, I think, to get involved in racing as just a bit of fun at a $200 price point. So it just opens up the world of racing to a whole new audience. I think sometimes we be in a little bit of a, a racing bubble sometimes and, and forget that this is really a world away for a lot of people, for some of my friends that, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't consider purchasing a 10% share in a racehorse because it's just not on their radar. They're not really familiar with what the racing industry is all about. And, and that's being a friend of mine where, I, you know, I'm always sort of sharing my experience in the industry. But it's been this, so they've gone, oh, oh we can do that. 200 bucks, all right, why not? Uh, that sounds like a little bit of fun. We'll own six racehorses and, and why not? So I really like that idea is that it can bring a lot of people to the racetrack and, and turning their TVs on and, and watching the sport. So the concept is micro ownership. So most stables in Western Australia are two and a half percent of of horses on, upwards, sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys might do two and a half or five percent. With my work in with Steve Wolf Racing Stables, he he doesn't really like anything than anything less than five percent. So it's a massive investment for people just to get involved, just even in a 5% share of, of a relatively inexpensive yearling, isn't it, uh, Brittany? And then the ongoing training fees of that are, um, are also expensive. So when you're trying to introduce people to the game, you need a price point and, or a starting point that is um, that 
I guess is, is, is affordable and, and achievable. Now, before you got signed up as the Black Arts Ambassador, you decided to do a bit of a trial run with micro ownership and you've ended up in a horse with Gay Waterhouse. Can you yeah. outline, can you outline hey, what that experience has been like and, and what you get for your, I guess, for the money that you've invested in, in, um, in that concept? Yeah, well, I guess like everyone, when sort of, I guess, the concept of micro-ownership comes about, it's still relatively new concept, particularly here in WA. It's not something we've had a lot of. And and so I was probably a little bit sceptical, like I think a, a lot of people are. And, and for that reason, before I came on board, I wanted to sort of just test the waters and make sure I was comfortable with the concept. And so for that reason, I went out and bought a share in a My Runner tour that um, is with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. And so for very minimal outlets, it's a direct debit. I don't even really notice it. it's going. And you're getting a weekly update, basically, from Gay Waterhouse. Or to be honest, they actually come from Adrian Bott usually. But, you know, from their stable. And that, that's the exact same communication system that they would run for their owners who own 10%, 50%, or whatever it might be. So to get a taste for what, you know, how Gay operates her system, I found really, really entertaining. And I actually got a big thrill out of it as well when she won a race. You know, you're watching, you, you get all the data sent through. They've got independent form analysts that send through their thoughts on the opposition as well as how the horse is going. But it also gave me a really great insight, like obviously being involved in a stable. Every stable does things differently. But you can understand why Gay Waterhouse has her horses ready to go first up because I was able to watch all videos of this horse's gallops and each week you're getting the time of the gallop, they're getting faster. Each week the heart rate's getting lower and lower and you're thinking, oh, she's getting fitter. Um, Goes to the trials, you get to watch that. And each time they work, the track rider or the um, the jockey have a little comment that they write that that gets put into the update. As soon as she races, there's a video that goes straight out the um, jockey coming back with their post-race reports. The communications has been really, really good. And um, for, for that reason, it's, for me, it's, I don't ever expect to you know, make a big return from such a minimal investment when you own such a small part of the horse. But just in terms of an experience, I really, really enjoyed well, and are still enjoying that process. So uh, I thought that then the racing league was just sort of my runners on steroids. It was the chance to not just have one horse, but to have six, which I think is really good given that we know, you know, horses will go out for a spell and things will go wrong and they might be injured and therefore you get the chance to uh, sort of always having one on the go. So you mentioned that you're that you've you test run with the the my runners and you've got a um what's the horse's name by the way with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bond? All that sass. All that sass, okay. All that sass. So the WA Black Arts have announced their trainers, and there's there's six of them. It's Hayden Ballantyne, Adam Durant, Todd Harvey, Simon A. Miller, the Pierce Brothers, and your father, of course, Jim Taylor. So for two hundred dollars um, outlay, you get to have a small a small share in six horses potentially with these stables. And I know one thing that Terry um, that Terry spoke about. 
uh, recently was how he likes to have his horses with with stable and with various stables and just to see how they how they operate terry did you did you is this something that interests you with the the fact that we can learn from other people yeah that was probably the the most uh, interesting aspect to me i'm obviously a little bit of a an ownership uh, fiend and as Brittany touched on even with the amounts i own um with the horses we're not uh, we're not uh, going to make a living off prize money that's for sure it's uh for me and for a lot of people and i listen to this uh podcast we all like to uh to sort of learn more and educate ourselves a little bit more and being involved with stables we get the content from that stable okay so this is why they're going to the race without a trial okay this is why this has occurred and you sort of get a a feel for that stable for a very uh, for a very small cost so um yeah the the punting and uh ownership side of things in that sense uh, is something i found could be very valuable going forward that people that uh, sort of uh, want to educate themselves more on the industry and actually get sort of in the head of a trainer get in the head of a jockey get in the head of a stable so um that was an aspect i found uh yeah incredibly uh helpful i think it's a, a punting tool if anything i think the end you then get to sort of decide of those six who did you resonate with the most as a trainer and you know if you are looking to then buy into your five percent share next yeah, well, you've got an experience with a particular trainer that, you know, if you're a punter and they've declared one to you, you've had a really positive experience. You think, you know, that's the trainer I'm going to go with on a bigger horse share basis. So just, it's a great learning experience. Yeah, it's it's a 100% a terrific um, option for newcomers to the industry, first-time owners, people who are – there's so many people just on the periphery who – who watch races, who have a occasional bet, love their footy, love their cricket, whatever it is, um, but they but ownership is sort of over there. It's it's not as you said, it's not on their radar, and it's mo- for most people, especially with families and I guess people in, in university and um, um, working class people, it's racehorse ownership is just something that is um, is not a possibility. But the micro ownership for a very minimal outlay again gets you involved with. Leading trainers get you in, uh, get you involved in the industry by getting that those regular weekly updates. Um, you, f- you feel like you're a part of something, and um, you say micro as well. But yeah. it, it isn't really, and for me personally, it's never been about the amount of a horse I own. If I own a hair or a leg or a, a hoof, it, it's. It's about what you're a part of and being a part of it. The thrill is not any more or any less if I have a lower or higher percentage of that horse. And it's uh, for those that have never owned a horse, it's uh, it's my old man used to describe it as, as the people in the horse racing industry. We're just we're just different. We're yeah. uh, we're wired differently. It's it's a different experience. Uh, it's a different thrill you experience when your horse goes around on a racetrack that you can't quite uh, – I find it very difficult to quantify with words, to be honest, BJ. And, yeah, I just encourage anybody um, that hasn't done it uh, to get involved just to uh, just to experience that uh, that particular feeling. Yeah, and, I mean, you've you've experienced it, the, the, high, the highs and lows of it, of it you know, carrying a plate with – with dig deep, and then there's other horses who don't who don't measure up, of course, and that's um, that's just part part of the game. But um, the fact that the the people that are getting involved in um, as we are in the horse racing league, they get six horses, they get to spread that around, spread it through the various stables as well. And I believe that um, there might be, well, I know for a fact that there the TRL is actively pursuing two tried racehorses to to kick off the WA Black Arts. Um, in the coming weeks and months. Brittany, do you have anything that you'd like to add on that? Yeah, I don't want to go the early crow just yet, but um, I believe an announcement is imminent. Uh, I think there may even be an announcement coming as soon as today 
uh, in terms of the tried horses. They've they've missed out so far on fourteen horses that they they've actually been really shocked at just how hard it has been the tried horse market at the moment because they've got really really strict criteria. So they've got a, a form expert who basically has to tick off on the horse to say, yep, this should you know measure up in in metro grade. They have to be vetted so. Seven of the horses that they had earmarked to purchase have failed the vets, and therefore it's, it's a big no. They're spending people's money, so it's really important to get that right. They have to get scopes, and then they also have to obviously meet that sort of right price point. You don't want to be paying overs or anything like that. So um, they've missed out on 14 horses in the last few weeks so far, and um, but they believe that there are two um, that they're very, very close to closing in on and they'll be coming straight to WA. So really one of them won a trial last week. So there's no reason if they can't close in on that, that that horse can't be here in you know, a few weeks' time and, and basically be heading to the races very, very soon. That is, that is something to look forward to. And just, just imagine if, if the 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 or, or a portion of that um, – the people within the uh, WA Black Arts, if they turn up on race day, what atmosphere that brings to to a meeting, you know, and people coming through the turnstiles, people, um, you know, spending money on course, inviting their family and friends, hopefully having an enjoyable experience. Um, then obviously, you know, the shareable content that comes as a result of that, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, people taking photos at the races, photos with their horses, uh, sharing replays of, of, of their wins, even sharing their email updates that they get from stables. Like it has the potential to create a significant, hopefully positive ripple effect, um, you know, outside of the racing industry. Yeah, I think there's plenty of positives that can come out of this. 100%. So hopefully we get those two, the announcement for the two tried horses maybe later today. There is a the horse racing league a very active facebook page as well um and so that announcement will be will be made there i'm assuming the website is trl.net if you're looking for more information on the horse racing league and and also you know the, the league aspect of it with um wa versus the versus the other states is um is something that that hopefully we can um we can all get behind as well because we all love getting behind a, a sand groper as we witnessed with uh, william pike and top jockeys and our top west australian horses that have flown the flag on the east coast we'll have to add the uh the tried horses that come across brit to the list of podcast horses the people's podcast horses yeah. we've got new had and dig deep thus far uh, a couple others we got soft spots for, but uh, yeah, we can keep uh, the listeners updated here. I'm definitely uh, going to get involved, Britt. It's something I'm very uh, excited about. Before we let you go, I'm going to have to get your tip for the Cara Cata plate, though, Brittany. What have you got for us two days out? I um, I like Storm Whisper. I Storm was really Whisper. impressed. Yeah, oh, I was. I think I was just really taken. I, I watched him being saddled up that day, and just as a type, I was so taken by him. And then he was also obviously only 400-metre trial. I thought he did a good job to sit outside uh, his goal that day and still be fighting on. And one thing that I take is that Steve Parnham got off and said, if we swap the barrier, we probably mm. swap the result. And then at the barrier draw, when he drew five, I thought, oh, that's nice. And then his golden sure. hat got faster mm. underneath him. So all of a sudden I went, oh, it just dented the confidence a little bit. But... I still think that well, if um, emergencies don't get a run, he'll jump from four. And 
Um, yeah, I, I think he's a nice horse going places. Oh, I don't mind that. That's a, a good point of difference. And uh, we'll we'll get to the preview later, BJ. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Storm Whisper even. Uh, I think it's a bit quicker than he's going over the first hundred. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Storm Whisper get across. Uh, he's going and find the fence. And uh, Brittany might be laughing from there. She might be. Just, yeah, that's just before we, uh, we let you go, finally, Brittany, again. So just recapping that the WA Black Arts is actually having a launch party, which is a, a, an owner event, which is coming up at Ascot on WA Size Produce Stakes, which is the 17th of April. It is up in the Director's Lounge at Ascot Racecourse, which is just about the best place to be on course. There is information available on the um, the Horse Racing League Facebook page, but also I think that we are going to be running a competition, Terry, to be giving away some tickets to the launch party starting to with today's episode. So we'll, more information on that will uh, be passed on throughout the preview as well. But just recapping that launch party for the WA Black Arts, Saturday, April 17, and no doubt, Brittany, I know you're a busy lady on race day, and I'm sure that you'll drop in at some stage to um, to fly the flag. Yeah, I'll pop up in between races, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your time, Brittany, and uh, yeah, we are right behind this concept at the one one. Hopefully, that we can continue to to grow West Australian racing in the best way that we can. Great to have you guys on board. Thanks, Britt. Thanks, Britt. Thanks, guys.